0: Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Hi, I'm Greg Watson and welcome to this week's show of Property Matters, where we talk all things property. And this week we're going to talk quite a bit about the property management industry being regulated. A little bit about what's happening in the market and how things have been changing in terms of 1st home buyers, investors, and so forth with regards to which ones are still in the market, which ones are disappearing from the market due to government changes. So first up today, property managers to be regulated, and this is something that, if you listen to this show regularly, you would know I've been wanting for a long time. You see, in 2008, the Real Estate Agents Act was somewhat rushed through Parliament at the time. It was a political issue, and it was unpopular to... Well, unpopular that the perception was that real estate salespeople were not acting always with integrity, etc., and potentially ripping people off. And so they decided to bring out consumer-based legislation, which was great, but unfortunately property management at that time that was covered previously by law was then excluded from that, uh, that new law. And so the result of that was that property management has been unregulated since 2008. So what we've seen is a huge number of companies open up, just small operators, and massive variation in the standard of property management that's been encountered by members of the public. So finally, after years and years of lobbying, including myself, my company, but also just areas like the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand, Labour government did promise in their election promises that they would regulate property management. Now they're finally making that move, and this article by Sally Lindsay talks a bit about that on good returns. So, Associate Housing Minister Porto Williams has released a discussion document for consultation on what the new licensing regime will look like for property managers in order, quote, to make things fairer for renters and landlords. The new legislation will cover property management companies, but not private landlords. I'll come back to that one soon. New Zealand is one of the few countries in the OECD that does not regulate property managers. About 59% of the country's private rentals are under management management. At the beginning of 2020 it was about 49 percent but there's been a significant swing to property management companies by private landlords since new government legislation and reserve bank tax rules have been introduced over the past two years williams says property managers will have to comply with a code of conduct professional entry standards established industry practice standards be accountable ...through an independent, transparent and effective disciplinary and complaints and resolution process under the new regime, which is what they used to be pre-2008. The document also suggests that a regulator independent of the property management industry is to be appointed... And under the professional entry requirements, property managers must be 18 years of age, pass a fit and proper person test, and undertake education training with a basic course of 15 hours. Industry standards will include 20 hours a year of continuing professional development, indemnity and public liability insurance, and trust accounts, including independent review with periodic audits as required by the regulator. So if a property manager commits an offence under the new legislation to be introduced this year, they can be fined up to $40,000. And if a company does the same, it can be fined up to $100,000. So cost recovery is a major issue for the new regime. It is expected a mixed model will be used involving full cost recovery of some services, partial recovery of others and no recovery of public good, regulatory stewardship costs or initial establishment costs. So a significant portion of the costs associated with the delivery of the new system will be through fees and levies rather than being funded by the Crown. In other words, property management companies will have to pay for uh, all of this to be put into place. New Zealand Property Investors Chief Executive Sharon Corwick says the Federation is pleased property managers will be licensed. She says there have been a number of calls for the industry to be regulated and we agree with it, she said. Independent landlords are dealing only with their own rental income, but property managers are often dealing with income for hundreds of properties. She says the industry has a high turnover on staff. On Average property managers last about eight months. If it is regulated, it becomes more professional and will be a massive improvement for landlords and renters. So that's uh, part of the, the arguments there. I'll just go back to a couple of those points. And one of those is that they're only regulating property management companies, which seems uh, rather unusual. You see, being a landlord or owning a rental property is owning a business. And this has been found to be correct under the health and safety guidelines where the owners of properties are now included in uh, liability in health and safety matters because it's understood and recognised in law that private landlords are in fact Uh, running things as a business entity. So why is there no need for those people to be trained or educated on any matters whatsoever to do with renting a home out? In other words, under this new regime, property management companies will be uh, held to account in providing safeguards for consumers and clients and tenants, while the 40% of the market that look after things themselves can do what they please. So they say that the Residential Tenancies Act covers a lot of these things, but it does nothing to address the power imbalance between landlords and tenants. For example, a private landlord can act in a way, if they're unhappy with the tenants, to effectively threaten them by saying, unless you do what we want, then um, you'll be out. And if they're out, the tenants will have nowhere to go. So there's that power imbalance there, which will continue in, in the private sector. However, by bringing this legislation in, that imbalance will be somewhat removed between property managers and tenants because if people uh, people have an outside area to complain to and have those property managers held to task. As well as that, the training level for me is um, fairly laughable at 15 hours. And just to put that into context, uh, most competent... Uh, property managers will have done a level four course, which of course is trade level studies, or higher, like a degree or diploma in property management, or at least that's where I feel they should be. I believe the minimum standard should be a level four course because when you're dealing as a property manager with people's assets and you may have a portfolio worth uh, as an individual uh, around 150 to 200 million dollars shouldn't you have something that's at least at a trade level so they're creating a staged approach by saying well let's sort out the property management companies. Um, however, what saddens me is the industry will get made to look like the whole industry is completely incompetent and so forth, so the law can come through. But we'll see where that goes. Going back to the article, Potter Williams says that we've heard the calls of the sector, which has said the lack of re- regulation means renters feel reluctant to complain to or about their property manager for fear of losing their homes or jeopardising their ability to rent houses in the future property owners are also vulnerable to poor conduct by property managers. We know of some instances where unregulated property managers have misused rental income and bonds and provided little or no property inspections or maintenance. And unfortunately that is the case and it'll be good to get that sorted out. She says today's proposals are part of a suite of initiatives designed to improve the operation of the residential tenancies market and ensure that New Zealanders have access to secure, healthy and affordable housing. So what they'll be doing at the same time, or around about the same time, as they're trying to make these changes. They're also looking at what to do to stop rents from increasing. And that's something that they've indicated that they will probably be looking at some sort of rental controls. That is, controlling the amount that rents can increase over time. Now, at the moment, it's open market, just supply and demand if there's a shortage of supply and high demand like there is now, um, then the market tends to dictate what people will pay. Landlords have the option to rent their properties for less than what we call market rent, and around about 20% of landlords that I work with do that intentionally to help people along. But rather than allow that to continue the government will be looking at rent controls and I'm not quite sure how they'll do that, whether it will be pegging the amount that rent can go up to the level of inflation or something similar. We'll have to see. But going back to the regulation of property managers, overall a very good thing. It'll increase uh, and improve the experience of consumers um, with regards to uh, the, the... people that they're dealing with in the property management industry. So the one thing that could happen potentially is that the fees of property management companies may go up, that landlords pay, because of the, um, the fact that it looks like the property management industry will have to pay for, for these things, or at least that's what the government has been saying, they're not prepared to fund it. They just want the industry to fund it. And that means uh, costs, which means those costs will get passed on to users. If those costs get passed on to landlords, uh, and landlords who pay the fees of the property managers, it's likely then that rent increases will occur. And so most of the changes that the government has made in the last few years to help Uh, Tenants has meant that rents have gone up and that'll probably continue to do so uh, given that um, extra costs somewhere in the line of running a business eventually get passed on to consumers. Now there was an Auckland Property investors Survey from late 2020 that showed that 61.6% of landlords want to see property managers regulated. And more than three quarters of respondents wanted there to be a code of conduct for property managers uh, which instantly there already is uh, for Real Estate Institute of New Zealand members, and sixty-three point seven percent wanted there to be continual education or ongoing training, uh, which also ha- happens already for accredited property managers through the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand. But the over it is long overdue, though, um, and it will end up being a good situation um, for all involved. There is nothing wrong with having uh, more competent people. Uh, running, running and looking after people, looking after their large assets and looking after the tenants. So we'll just see how we go there. Okay, just moving on to more market news, the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand's House Price Index shows a housing market correction is now well underway. So evidence is growing that the housing market is heading into a significant correction as it goes into its peak selling season probably the most compelling evidence is the movement in the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand's house price index over the last three months. Back in November, just seven of the 26 urban districts measured were showing a decline, but by December that number had doubled to 14, and January's figures were even more compelling, with 23 districts showing declines and just five showing increases. Now those are just the changes from the previous month. But perhaps even more important in the January figures was the fact that the house price index was lower than it has been uh, lower than it was three months previously in eighteen of the twenty eight districts, with nine showing increases and in one district uh, that's Napier being unchanged. So what does this mean? It means there's now an easing price trend and it's gaining a bit of momentum. And the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand Housing Price Index is one of the most reliable measures of price movements because it's comprehensive, being based on all residential sales recorded by the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand. It's also a leading indicator because its data is based on the sales as they become unconditional. So while other measures such as average and median prices are useful tools, they could be skewed by the composition of sales each month. In other words, a small number of sales at a higher price will give you a higher median and a higher average. So the reasons for this correction, uh, the government has largely put the brakes on a number of things through making it much more difficult for first home buyers to be able to lend. Uh, The level at which they can lend, the ratio of income to to lending, has been reduced. The loan-to-value Ratios have also had an effect where people have to save higher deposits, or like more people have to save higher deposits, and um, and the Credit Control and Finance Act has made a big difference on whether you can actually lend money, and that's caught people out. So what's happened is houses are coming on the market, yet a significant number of buyers are not able to borrow to the level they thought or not able to borrow at all because of uh, this legislation. This leads to an article from One News saying house prices expected to fall further than forecast, according to ASB. It says the seemingly out-of-control housing market is being pegged back with expectations of a greater fall in prices than previously thought. The ASB Bank is forecasting house prices fall by 6% by the end of the year, bigger than the 2.9% drop it previously forecast. Meanwhile, the ANZ Bank is predicting a 7% fall. This comes after the, the house price index from the Real Estate Institute has showed this further slowdown in price growth, with the number of houses sold falling sharply for the reasons I was mentioning before. ASB Senior Economist Mike Jones said the wind was coming out of the housing market sales. We've long been expecting a marked slowdown in house price inflation in this year, driven by the confluence of three major macro negatives, higher mortgage rates, tighter credit conditions and rising supply, and these are all now in play. But the extent of the apparent credit constriction amounts to an extra handful of sand in the market scares that we didn't previously allow for, he said. Jones said that a drop in house prices would affect some people who have been using their growing paper wealth to back their borrowing. He said the housing boom had played a critical role in the boom in consumer spending. The fact the boom now seems to run its course, I think, does have implications for consumer spending going forward. Now, that's uh, interesting enough, but there's also something that's important to realise. The And I think I've got it in another article here. I'll just see if I can find that for you for a moment. But effectively, the rate of increase... In the last 12 months, and this, I'll just refer now to an article from Miriam Bell on stuff. Uh, This one is saying, bigger house price falls expected, but not a crash. So you have to remember, and put this in context, if they're saying it's going to drop back 7% in a year, we have to remember that uh, just recently the Real Estate Institute reported nationwide median prices up 20.5% year on year. To eight hundred and eighty thousand in January, even though it does acknowledge that prices dipped two point two percent from December. So, while there is a slump in sales activity, uh, we've had years now of large increases. So, what? So, even if the market comes back a bit, people will still be very good indeed. The mortgage rate changes are something that's also slowing the market. They say in this article, and so they're asking the question about how much momentum is left in the market before it would cool. And so again, the banks have been revising their forecasts. Uh, Westpac's got a 13% drop um, starting late this year, running through to 2024. So we're talking about a 13% drop over the next uh, two and a half years. So there's a point here that's made by... Uh, made by the, the commentator saying even with price falls of this size we're forecasting the vast majority of property owners will still be ahead of what they paid and it's those who bought at the high prices over last year who will be losing a bit of equity but most will still not go into negative equity because of those gains. So that's something that we'll have to keep a little bit of an eye on there and um, let's talk a little bit about interest rates for a minute. I'll just find my way back to an article there that I was having a having a look at. And it says, this article from Stuff by Miriam Bell on the 18th of February, says what mortgage repayments will cost as rates rise. So mortgage rates are on the rise, no doubt about that, and that means homeowners should prepare themselves for a hefty increase in their monthly repayments. The... Emergency monetary stimulus provided by the Reserve Bank when COVID first hit took already low mortgage rates to historic lows. But last year, the Reserve Bank started to unwind that stimulus and hike the official cash rate from 0.25% in August to 0.75% by November. Next week, as of time of this recording, it releases its first policy statement in a year and there's strong consensus it could raise OCR by 25 basis points to 1%. And most economists don't expect it to stop there. ANZ and West Bank's economists picked the OCR to hit three percent around the middle of the year. So for homeowners, this means that mortgage rates have already climbed sharply from the low to mid two percent range last year. Standard one year fixed rates across the four banks, four big banks and Kiwi Bank now range from three point eight five to four point five four percent, while the standard two year fixed rates are between four point one five and five point two. So it's heading towards doubling. So people are going to come off these low to mid 2% range, straight in at around this 4.5% to 5% range. Further increases are expected, although there are question marks on how far they'll go, as economists say markets have already baked in a substantial number of hikes over in, in coming years. So what does it mean for your average homeowner and your monthly repayments? So based on typical forecasts for mortgage rates from here, they ran the numbers on what homeowners are liable to end up paying using the amount owed as $100,000 because that's just easy to multiply. So so that means that if your mortgage is $800,000, just multiply these figures by 8. So a typical forecasts is for the one year fixed rate at hit the low 5% range over the next couple of years. Economist Tony Alexander forecasts the one year fixed rate to be at 4.75% by next February and 5.25%. By February 2024 for example. So mortgages online director Hamish Patel says many people coming off their current mortgage terms this year have rates of about two and a half percent at that rate the monthly repayments on a $100,000 30-year loan are 390. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.